You are now listening to Nerdy Talk with Dan, the most popular podcast in Raleigh, North Carolina, that covers movies, video games, TV shows, and more. Prepare yourself for an hour or two of conversations of epic proportions. So sit back, relax, and enjoy with your amazing host, Daniel X. Thompson. Hey everybody, this is Daniel Thompson, the host of Nerdy Talk with Dan, and I am here with the awesome, I'm going to let you do it this time. Oh, Kyle Shotwell. (laughs) (laughs) Howdy. That's like my favorite thing to do in introducing people, because it can go either way. It's like, oh, is he just going to say my name, or am I going to say <laughs> Yeah, it? you pretty much either do one or the other. Yeah. yeah so you, I, like, you also like putting people on the spot, so. That is true. It keeps things loose, you know? It keeps, yeah. things, things very, it keeps it very interesting. keeps you on your toes. Exactly. So for those who listened to uh, last week's episode... Uh, you know, uh, Kyle, you uh, gave me a, a good recommendation on the anime, uh, Dr. Stone. Oh, yeah. I yeah. watched I watched a couple of episodes of that, and I must say, I dig it. You into it? Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it's, it's a concept you wouldn't expect from an anime. I was like, this could be a really cool movie. It, it could. Or AMC television series. Either one, man. It's like that end of the world vibe, right? It's like, it's post-apocalyptic, but also very hopeful. Yeah, you and know, like, and you're like learning things too, right? Of. And you're also like cheering for just human, just the human race, right? Like, right, to come back from extinction. It's pretty cool. It's fun. Yeah, like yeah. So thank you for that recommendation. I'm I will get to some of the other ones uh, eventually. Like, I'm just stoked you watched Doctor Stone. So <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not alone anymore, my friend. I'm like, well, why has anybody been talking about this? But I just haven't been in the circles of understandable people. Yeah, I get but, it. I get it. Yeah, but some crazy things have happened in the last couple of days. And uh, let's see, where should we begin? I don't know, some interesting shit. I know, right? Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, right now the, basically, Jamie Foxx, it's been announced that Jamie Foxx is reprising his role as Electro in uh, Spider-Man 3, which is... Pretty you know that's thing. you know think about the uh, Morbius trailer now. Wow, man! Because yeah. now you're like, you know, because in the Morbius trailer you had the Tobey Maguire Spider Man on the wall, mm-hmm. and then now we have like a Garfield villain. Yep, yep. <laughs> and like, what's next? It's right? true. It's like, true. All the pieces are kind of coming together in a weird, weird way. Like if you watch, like if you watch the Morbius trailer and you saw. Like you were saying, with the you saw the Tobey Maguire Spider Man on the wall, the the artwork, mm-hmm. but then you saw, I guess the Far From Home, uh, Vulture, show up at the end, and so you're like, okay, is this is a multiverse thing potentially in the cards? And before then, it was like, yeah, it's totally totally gonna happen. But this news is like, you know. That's it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, and they're not wasting any time. And Sony technically uh, has, like, the they have the majority stake in, like, uh, what Marvel can do with Spider-Man. Yeah. Because it's still a Sony movie. Like, it's not an MCU movie, really. None of the Spider-Man uh, Tom Holland movies have been, like, straight-up Marvel Studios films. Right, yeah. So 
so, so with that in mind, I could see like Sony going like, hey, well, we kind of need you guys to pump up like our multiverse idea, you know, a little bit. And I think Jamie Foxx's Electro, I mean, love Amazing Spider-Man 2 or hate it. He was kind of, he wasn't that good in it. <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't, <laughs> he, like he, he started out promising in the beginning and then he, they just went in a weird, crazy His direction. character development was really, really strange. Yeah, and it was almost like they were copying the Batman Forever vibes of like, I guess, a, you know, a fan of the superhero wants to be, you know, just like him and then he gets, you know, seemingly betrayed by the superhero and becomes his arch nemesis or whatever yeah yeah you know but batman forever did it like 10 times better so uh <laughs> which is funny that i would even say that but uh when you look at uh this news you know and you watch amazing spider-man 2 and you see uh electro just explode or disappear you know you, the first rule of like energy or something is it can, can't be destroyed it can only be can only uh, be transferred or whatever something like right. that so with that it would be awesome if like uh this third spider-man movie opens up with like andrew garfield spider-man fighting that electro and then the explosion happens or whatever and then it like shows where electro went and then you're like oh yeah. like oh man he's in he's in a different you know universe or you know a different and and then he could have it like it would be like there's a lot of rumors saying that this Electro might be like a multiverse version of Electro. Right. Which could work too. That that, that could be cool too, but it would be, uh, I feel like you were going to say something. No, I was going to say, I mean, even if it was that, you could still do the whole multiverse thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he said he won't be blue this time. And obviously that. Interesting. That, and, and that's great because I think like the idea of the blue Electro was like, was a cool idea but making him actually blue wasn't really like the it didn't really the aesthetic yeah the aesthetic didn't look right if he was like energy like like you know less dr manhattan-y or whatever it would probably be yeah i mean i think marvel needs to pull some they they need something coming up too that's gonna bring people to the box office because like i've mentioned i just nothing's doing it for me Exactly. Yeah, it's like, and, and, and it might be because we haven't seen a lot because we haven't. We've yeah. we've been shown titles of what's coming, but really, what I mean, what have we seen? The Black Widow trailer, and then we've seen some footage of the shows. Right. That's it. We haven't <laughs> seen anything else. Yeah, it's been an interesting thing to kind of like, uh, I guess, uh, watch after the like, Avengers after Avengers Endgame because it's mm-hmm. like, what's next? You know. And the biggest character, you know, for Marvel is Spider-Man still. But it's like, you know, they don't really own him, but they can prolong their, I guess, uh, their hold on the character if they do like a really big event thing. Right. But I feel like if they do a multiverse thing, I feel like Sony might just take the reins on that one and not let Marvel do the work. Or maybe they will. I don't know. Well, do we want to talk about the other announcement for for that movie? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yes, yeah. So, uh, with that being said, you know that was the the electro thing was like a hint at the multiverse. But they just announced Benedict Cumberbatch is gonna appear as Doctor Strange to be the mentor, I guess, of the, of this movie. 
I mean that 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 seals the deal right there. Yeah, yeah, you like. I mean, especially with Doctor Strange's multiverse of madness. I mean, and then the last Spider-Man movie, we talk about that's the first like actual mention of multiverse. Right. Right. I mean, it's right. it's it's gonna happen. Spider-Man three. I would love to see, and, and you know, and the fact that the is the, the next Doctor Strange movie, or after this Spider-Man movie is called the multiverse of madness and it's directed by somebody who directed three spider-man movies you know right. like sam raimi i'm like this is not a coincidence like that's right it is sam raimi isn't he is he's yeah. directing it for real yeah and so, so i'm like sick. i'm like doctor, <laughs> yeah so i'm like doctor strange 2 could be like one of the best mcu movies already like it's already like an elevated project because i don't want to crap mm-hmm. on the marvel studios but you know, they have, you know, created this big, fran- all these big franchises, but they don't use, like, big directors most of the time. They, they, they right. make fresh directors come in, and then they can kind of become big names if the movies work, you know, but Sam Also, Rainey- I feel like they do that because they know they can be like, okay, look, we know you want to make this movie, but you have to do this. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, you know, it's like uh, less, or yeah, it's less expensive. But right, yeah. somebody like Sam Raimi, that costs a lot of money to get him on board to do stuff because he's got such a like, like he's a legend, like a OG yeah. in, the, in the game, not even just in the superhero drama, but horror. Evil Dead, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like this movie could be like super freaky and weird and, you know, maybe, and I think I already meant, we already mentioned this, I might have mentioned this to you with like, you know, a strange perhaps needing to assemble his own team of like ragtag Avengers from different multiverses. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you could get like a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, you could get an Iron Man that's like played by somebody else, a Tony Stark that's from somebody from a different thing. Yeah, yeah there's like some rumors about Tom Cruise, but I'm like, I don't see that. Ha- I mean, it's possible. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess, honestly, I, I don't really care what happens to Spider-Man or yeah. uh, Iron Man. If, I mean, I don't want just some rando to play him. Right, right. Uh, yeah, you have to get somebody cool and stuff like that. I still want to see a Michael B. Jordan Black Panther at some point. I just want to see it. I don't necessarily have to have it forever. This is one of the few opportunities that it could happen. Like, it, like you know, strange to do something crazy at the end of the movie that like kind of changes the mcu but no one knows except for strange and maybe someone else so like you know it michael b jordan might be king of wakanda or something or he might be t'challa but he looks like killmonger he looks like killmonger yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i want i want like him actually being t'challa that would be that would be a ballsy, it's a ballsy just, just again just yeah. just a brief look I yeah. don't have to have it forever. Right. And I think there's the, you know, in the uh, the uh, the Disney Plus show coming up, like, with, the, like, different worlds. The or, what if? Yeah, the what ifs. Like, you know, I think that's one of the stories is, like, what if Killmonger actually, like, beat T'Challa at the end of Black Panther and, like, succeeded in his plan. They're, um, the voice actors for those are actually going to be the actors, right? Yep, yep. It's pretty do, exciting stuff. Do, do you know if Chadwick did some of his lines? He did all of it. Because he has his episodes at Guardians, right? Yeah. Whereas it's if he was that's cool as fuck too. Because doesn't he have like a purple jacket? Yeah, he's got like fucking baller. (laughs) Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, 
it's totally something I could see Chadwick being interested in because he was all about like, like he was like, I want to play like black characters that you like don't expect to see them in. Like, you know, like, so like T'Challa in space is like the perfect like, yeah. thing. Just weird, super weird. Yeah. So, so that, so that's, that, that's like a good like send off to his, his, his role as that character. Yeah, we're getting a little sidetracked here, but if, if we want to go back to Spider-Man though, like, I think everything's put in place. And I've also seen a lot of posts today in particular about uh, the guy who plays Kingpin in Daredevil yeah, saying he wants to be yeah. in it. Well, I mean, obviously it's just him saying he wants to be in it, mm-hmm. but that would be cool if they pulled something out. And then I've also seen some other memes saying like, oops, um, saying like, um, well, if you can bring back, you know, um, I, I guess it was Jamie Foxx. I don't, I'm going to say it was Jamie Foxx because it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. It's like, what about these guys? And it's like the Netflix oh. heroes too. Like mm-hmm. my heart's still kind of set on that, but, but you know, it'd be cool. I mean, I would like to see just Kingpin in general in a Spider-Man movie. Kingpin would be awesome, but I feel like with the, you think you'd recast him? No, not maybe not recast him, but I think like, like this Spider-Man that we have right now just isn't, isn't mature enough to go up against uh, a kingpin type to me. Yeah, he's very childish. Yeah, and I like, and I know like there's some scenes in like Ultimate Spider-Man and like the comic where like he faces a adult kingpin as he's like a teenager, and those were funny moments. But like Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin is like not like the huge guy, like the huge kingpin. He's like more like this, you know, when I was a boy, you know, type of. <laughs> he's he's more grounded. Yeah, as an actual kingpin, like yeah, and so uh, like he doesn't really like. I can't see him fighting like going hand in hand with like Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man probably beat his ass. Yeah, so it's, like, <laughs> every other kingpin interpretation, they make him this big, big dude that's like the hulking guy. Like yeah, and so it's it's, it's uh, it could happen. It, I mean, Denario might just be putting it out there saying, "Hey, you know, I'd love to do it," and it could. Could totally happen, but you know, this is an opportunity for other villains from uh, like past Spider-Man movies to get like, uh, you know, come back. Like you could get William Dafoe back. Oh, Green Goblin. That would be so good. Yeah, you could get uh, Alfred Molina back as a Doctor Octopus, since that character kind of. I mean, you know, yeah, they died, but it's the multiverse. So like, you can you can go back in time and that you know, or go to another universe that has like. Where they didn't die, yeah. Yeah. Like when yeah. Spider-Man 2 happened, except the only difference is, like, he ended up saving Otto somehow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I think I, I think uh, Marvel definitely needs something to come back, and that would that would be the thing to do. Again, they probably, they're not going to get, you know, all royalties to it, but that doesn't matter. They need to get people excited again. Yeah, and that's like, like, all you need is, like, a cool trailer, and, like, uh, you see, like, Tobey Maguire you know, show up in, like, a way that Tom Holland showed up when, like, uh, I think in the Civil War trailer where he's like, hey, guys, or whatever. And that's Do you it. think they should actually show them in the trailer? Yes. You think so? Okay. If they're making us, like, a Spider-Verse movie or something, or are you saying, like, in, like, Doctor Strange or Spider-Man 3? Yeah, I guess it would be a little bit too um, giddy because a lot of people didn't like Spider-Man in the Civil War trailer. I, a lot I, of people I, were like, "Imagine if you saw the movie and he shows up and you're night one, you're in, you're just mind yeah. blown." 
Yeah, I, I was when I saw him in the yeah. If if I hadn't have seen him in the trailer for Civil War, yeah, probably it would have been a great moment in the theater to be like, oh, you know. But it blows everyone's mind. Everyone's, yeah. Because I would have been like, oh, like the scene where like, uh, you know, they're asking what recruits that Tony could get and Tony smiles and they like cut to like Brooklyn. And I was like, it, like if I was watching that, yeah, I would have been like, hmm, what are they doing? What, what's, what's happening? Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And he's like, I don't know. Where's yours? And he's like, mine's downstairs. Where's yours? Yeah. And then he smirks and then Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, it's not Brooklyn, it's Queens. Queens. Queens, Queens. right, yeah, yeah, Queens. And so you're like, oh, snap, like, it's like, you know, like, they're actually doing it. And so, you know, with, uh, I think you're probably right. They're not going to reveal the, like, if there is Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, if they both come back, like, that will probably be, like, an end credit sequence tease. Do you think that would be an end credit sequence tease in Multiverse of Madness? Either one, either one. I think it'd be better in Multiverse of Madness because if you do in credit tease in Spider-Man three, then we're saying that Spider-Man four is is the Spider-Verse and not Spider-Man three. Which I mean, I guess that's fine too. It'll be yeah. This is all an introduction to that stuff. Yeah. You know, like I think, uh, you know, like just like how in Ant-Man they introduce like the quantum realm and stuff like that. But Spider-Man yeah. three, you could have. Well, now that we know Doctor Strange is in it, right? It's like you could have Peter Parker go to Strange's place and be like, "Like, I need you to help me. I don't know how to. I don't know how to. You know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And Strange is kind of like Tony, a Tony Stark template almost because he's kind of a dick as well. But you know, he's just like, you know, I'm fixing realities, and he's just like, yeah, like I know you can do the reality thing, but can't you just do your magic thing and make? Someone- yeah, can't you do your magic circle? Yeah, just make someone forget, you know, something like that. And then Strange, you know, might end up, like, trying to help him in some way to do it. It would be cool if it was, like, let's say he's fighting Jimmy Fox's Electra, right? Mm-hmm. But that's, like, not his – that Electra is not from his universe. And he keeps, like, talking about how, like, maybe he's older. Right. Like, why, are you, why are you small again? And then, like, he's, like – he keeps acting like I'm this other person, but I'm not this other person. And then he's, like, right. he could be from another – that would be cool. Or yeah. I, I just thought of this. What if when he goes to see to visit Doctor Strange, Strange is like, I can't help you. And Peter, being like young and scared and stuff like that, takes one of his books oh. or items or whatever to kind of like just, you know, change something. And then some hijinks ensue. And Strange is trying to fix what Peter has done by trying to like not take or or to erase the actions of the last movie or whatever try or and it's just like messing up the multiverse we can't forget though that everyone knows who spider-man is too exactly yeah so it's like what if peter when he uses the item or whatever like he fixes that he fixes the fact that he's that no one knows he's spider-man but he makes things much worse in the sense of he's messed up like the multiverse maybe he like for, maybe people forget who he is it's like the first time he notices he fucked up yeah you know yeah i don't know I, or opens portals so other villains can get in and stuff like that or he swaps places with someone it's like that one scene from mortal kombat 11 i don't know if you've played 11 yet mm-hmm. but there's like one scene where they're like in this big like arena and then the portals open up and you have like all the old school like old school Liu Kang, right. Kun Lao, Shao Kahn. Yeah. You know, like they just all walk through the portals. 
ready to just ready to just go toe to toe. They're just yeah. ready to square up. Yeah, and then they see Spider Man and they're like, get him. Right. <laughs> Sinister yeah. Six. That's there you go. It would be cool because because to me, I'm like, Sony can't do Sinister Six like in an organic way of like like all of his villains want to kill Peter Parker or kill Spider-Man, right? Because he hasn't really set up enough in like the Tom Holland movies to have multiple villains. He's only got Vulture uh, and uh, Mysterio, who may or may not be dead still. Yeah. Or Mysterio could come back from a multi from a different verse universe who actually has the, the sorcery powers or whatever since that was teased in the last movie. I'd like to see Gyllenhaal. It was Gyllenhaal, right? That played yeah. Him? yeah, I'd like to see Gyllenhaal back. It's, that was his, like, bullshit story in the, the, the second one, or in Far From Home, where he was like, oh, yeah, I come from a different world, a, 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 like a parallel world, a, a multiverse, you know, and uh, yeah. came through to kind of try to stop these villains and stuff like that, but it would be interesting to see, like, that flip. I don't know if Gyllenhaal is would return, but I totally could see Mysterio coming back in some. I feel like Jill Jill Hall would come back. I feel yeah. like he he was like into that movie. Yeah. At least on the press tour, he seemed. I mean, it's a press tour, but he's yeah. paid to talk good about it. But I felt like he was. I don't know. He seemed pretty stoked about it. Yeah, that would be. I that like would, yeah, I think he's great. Keaton, Michael Keaton. So. Oh, Keaton! Yeah, Keaton, Jill Hall, Jamie Fox. You got a good uh, line. You, you could do you could you you could throw Morbius in there. Oh yeah, yeah. And then if you get yeah. Venom in there, I was gonna say you get Tom like you get Tom Hardy somehow. But see the thing, the 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 hat trick now is how are you going to make it make sense? Like Spider Man and Venom don't know each other, in like or at least in the Venom movie, no reference to Spider Man at all, and it's a different world or universe so how do they end up hating each other how do you create that rivalry with with spider-man and and venom and stuff like that yeah they definitely created a big problem yeah with that movie i still haven't seen it because i've heard mixed opinions about i've heard the second one everyone's super excited about i am excited about it but like i feel like that's a big problem though they don't he became like venom without knowing who spider-man was yeah, and he looks exactly. He's got the Spider-Man eyes and all that stuff, and it was just like, like the movie like doesn't even try to allude to anything Spider-Man is. Like, if it was me directing or writing that movie, I would have been like, you could have Spider-Man not in the movie, have Eddie Brock kind of being down in his luck because he got fired from his last job due to a certain someone, right? And then he meets, okay. or and then he 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 ends up bonding with this alien life form that you know has connected with him or whatever and right. in the symbiote saying, you know, we're a lot alike, you know, and then at the very end, you could say the symbiote could tell him, Hey, you know, the guy who got you fired, who ruined your life. I was with that guy, you know? And, and then so, they, yeah. yeah. And, and then Eddie Brock could be like, well, you know, we could go back to Queens and, you know, kind of get our revenge or something. And then you could set up a cool sequel, like, Oh, he's going to go after Spider-Man. But instead that, we got carnage. Yeah, instead we get carnage, which is cool. But you know, they're also trying to set up a maximum carnage movie, which is smart, a smart game plan. Right. Because then you can have other villains show up and Carnage can be on the loose and then Venom and Spider Man have to team up. But that's like way down the road after this multiverse stuff is like done. 
Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I. It's everything's still up in the air. They haven't shown enough. I mean, you got the announcements, so the announcements are enough to make your mind run, run wild, right? Yeah, and what's so cool too is like like this news came out as just a simple press release type that thing, but Marvel used to like if this virus wasn't going around, this COVID stuff wasn't going around, they would have made a big presentation out of it at like a Comic Con or something and people would have been like yeah but yeah yeah they would have yeah now it's just kind of low-key news like oh guess what jimmy fox is back as a oh that's that's sick but how cool would it have been <laughs> being like walk up stage on stage and people being like what what that would be that would have been sick like, kind of like the blade announcement yes the blade announcement was really cool I'm okay that that is a movie i'm i'm very excited about yeah, but it's so in the future that I'm, like, not that excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first one uh, a couple of days ago just to kind of reminisce and kind of think, like, how how interesting it's going to be for this version of Blade to exist. really is going to be very interesting. Because, you know, like, Mahershala Ali's got, like, a different vibe to him altogether than Wesley, but he's probably going to have to play him ten times differently. Well, I loved him in, in Luke Cage. Oh yeah, he was he was he was the best character so in season one, him. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> fucking incredible. And yeah. then when he died, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, this show's taking a turn for the worst. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's another topic. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I think uh, I think that pretty much nails the nails the Spider-Man stuff. Even though I'm really excited about it, I'm re- like, I'm really, 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 really excited about. Spider-Man, even though I kind of want after this him to kind of be on his own, you know, no more. Mental. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever get that Peter Parker, or you think they'll skip that Peter Parker altogether and we'll go either like college Peter Parker? I think Sony is weighing their options. I think Sony is like, well, if we open the door to this multiverse thing, that means we can make different Spider-Man solo movies. Like, you can continue a Tobey Maguire. You could have a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man story. Man, you're really, you're really hoping for that, aren't you? I really think... It's a bit of a stretch, but I think it can happen. Isn't it? Yeah, like, really think about it. it. There's so many people, like, if you ask, a, like, a, a movie fan or a Spider-Man fan, who's your favorite Spider-Man? People will either say, A, Tobey Maguire, Toby was the best. Or, yeah. or B... Andrew Garvin, which is in a smaller demographic, but I love them both. Equal. I feel like there are some t- Tom though. There are some Tom Holland. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And Tom, Tom for sure. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom for sure. You're just, are you just talking about excluding him? Yeah, excluding him. But and so I'm like, there is like a a huge audience out there that kind of didn't get closure with either of those actors. And how cool would it be if you did like a Spider-Man, uh, like Rain story? with Tobey Maguire where he's like an old man and like Mary Jane's dead. The city's kind of fucked up. And like these symbiotes are like planning their like on their like attack on earth. And he's like the only guy that can stop them, but he's like kind of like a fugitive. Right. I don't know. What about, hear me out here. Okay. okay. Hear me out here. Just because this is kind of, kind of how it happened in the comics this is this is kind of how miles morales got popular right mm-hmm. the spider-man from his universe dies and he picks up the mantle what if toby gets his closure with a movie like that 
but he has like this young kid he's like mentoring but he's like or like it ends up being a mentor for maybe by accident maybe he doesn't necessarily want to right go away like why are you why are you always where i am you know yeah that could be cool toby toby dies you get miles morales and then you could bring miles into the mcu that way because the miles in the comics i'm pretty sure is not from the universe that he's that you know like uh was it 616 uh, he's not from 616 he's from like right. a different one right? he's from the ultimate yeah. yeah 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 you're totally right that would be an interesting interesting way to do it since like i think in like tom's holland spider-man's universe like miles is like like Still five, kid. Yeah, five. Yeah. so you, so do, going like an alternate universe route is probably is probably the smartest and then oh and then you have andrew you know the what the one fucking um I believe it's an ultimate story. I'm pretty sure it's an ultimate story because it's Miles' story. Mm-hmm. But he has that one Spider-Man come from, I think that's it's the Spider-Man from 616, mm. come to his universe and like kind of like show him like, hey, like show him the ropes. But you could do that with Andrew's Spider-Man. Mm, that would be cool. That would be really cool. I would really be interested to see, you know, how they would, how they would pull, pull all that stuff off because you can have so many like, like, storylines that are left open after yeah. they left like Toby Spider-Man like you know it ended weird in Spider-Man 3 where it's kind of ambiguous with his relationship with like Mary Jane and stuff like that. you weren't sure that they were going to get back together so it'd be interesting if they did like what you were saying with like maybe this or, or Toby Spider-Man is a little bit more like downtrodden and more of a loser you yeah. know and you know he finds some some hope again with training this like with miles and whatnot yeah that could be it could be anyone really but i think miles is just a perfect fit for that yeah and then you know with andrew garfield you know with his spider-man it was interesting because we it ended with him you know losing gwen stacy so you could have either one of them being at like either a low end point of being spider-man or a high end point of being spider-man right but Andrew's Spider-Man to me felt like the more emotional of the three. Like, well, it was very. I feel like his movies were more of a drama than yeah. Toby's movies. Toby's movies were more just. Toby's movies were like very comic book. Like yeah. they were very colorful. Yeah. Not to say Andrew's Spider-Man movies weren't, but they were a lot more grounded and more of a like a drama. Exactly, and I think like. Also, he never really, he didn't get to the end point of, like, being Spider-Man until, like, the very end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, where it was, like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 1, he's kind of cocky, arrogant, and yeah. he didn't even realize he could be a superhero until, like, an hour into the movie, when he saves someone for the first time. He's like, oh, I could actually be helping people with this this thing, and yeah. so... So, you know, he's not even Spider-Man for most of that movie. So, except for in co- like the costume that he's wearing or whatever. Right. But Spider-Man, maybe Spider-Man 2, he's like, do, he's at like the top of his game. Like, he feels awesome. The world's like his oyster. Loving him. Yeah, he's young. I mean, yeah, you kind of feel kind of cool, right? But then people are like coming out and watching him battle villains. Right. Where they yeah. should be, when they really should be running. But that's exactly. how stoked and confident they are in in spider-man yeah and so then it's like okay well how does he become the spider-man that's hated by the city you know like mm-hmm. when jameson's writing shit about him and stuff like that like that let's not forget that he's in uh he was in far from home too 
exactly yeah and so and i mean in the amazing spider-man movies they only referenced that he was like a blogger which is more in line with the far from home j jonah jameson than yeah than the newspaper version or whatever so it will be interesting to see like what has happened to andrew spider-man since since amazing spider-man 2 like did he find a, a, a lover a different lover mary jane you know, I know Andrew had his own ideas about who Mary Jane should be and stuff like that. With like who was Michael, that? Well, he wanted Michael B. Jordan to play him. Which, play who? He wanted Michael B. Jordan to play Mary Jane. But I think he was just saying that to say, it, you know, like, oh, well, Spider-Man could be, you know, whatever. whatever. But uh, I think because there's a multiverse, you could do that and fans would be like, oh, that's an interesting Interesting take. But, you know, they did cast a Mary Jane in Amazing Spider-Man 2, and it they cut her out of the movie entirely. But Yeah, that, I remember I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was a whole plot line, like he was going to fall or meet her while he mm-hmm. was Gwen and stuff like that. Then Gwen dies, and she's, like, trying to help him grieve. Kind of like how they cut Iris West out of Justice. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Hurt my heart. Hurt my soul a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because that scene is super sick. Oh, yeah. The one that leaked. Yeah. And it's a super sick scene. They're actually starting to shoot the uh, new scenes for Justice League. When does that come out again? We don't know yet. Okay. Next year. But I'm hoping it'll be March. Or March or, would be nice. Or February. No, I hope it'll be February because the movie apparently was like two hours. The Snyder Cut was like 214 minutes. So it would be cool <laughs> if it was February 14th. I'd be like, oh, it's cool. I I'll. I'll if all goes well, okay, I'll be in Japan when that happens. But hey, uh, <laughs> watching it with those, with some. Sweet. Well, you know, we'll see what the world looks like then. Um, COVID and whatnot, but yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, no, that yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Had to do with Spider Man, but. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. I got, oh, okay, well, uh, I got nothing. Apparently, it wasn't that important. Hey, it's all good. If it comes back to you, yeah, feel free to bring Absolutely. it back up. Uh, but in other news, uh, you know, they just announced uh, a Green Lantern TV show, live action for HBO Max. And Do we know which Green Lantern it'll be? Yes. It. Well, we know who it won't be. Who won't it be? <laughs> It, it won't be Hal Jordan or John Stewart. They won't be in the series. Interesting. Okay. And, I, and that to me tells me that they have plans for like like movies, like the like a movie. Yeah. You know, it's, but every other Green Lantern is gonna it's gonna focus on like Guy Gardner. What was the what was the um what was his name? Damn it. Uh I'm Googling it right now. He was in he was in New Fifty Two. Um, I think I he was know. before New 52, but I remember him from reading some New 52 stuff. Yeah, it says it's going to f- depict the adventures of Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott, Earth's first Green Lantern, and many more. And then they said Kilowog and Sinestro will show up. You, you, you said Simon Baz? Yeah. All right, cool. Because I, I fucking, I, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, because I remember reading some of his stuff in. Um, uh, New 52, and I actually really like his Green Lantern a lot. Yeah. Guy Gardner's cool too, but Guy Gardner is like more of your like... Um, I mean, just from the Guy Gardner stuff I've read, which isn't much, but he always seems to just be kind of like that 
space cowboy. Not really like a cowboy, but like, you know, dive bars and shit. I always like that. saw him as like a stiffler. If stiffler guy. Yeah. Yeah. I got a green lantern. Yeah. That's a better. Fuck my description. Your description's better. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, uh, let's have a word from our sponsors. Heard of anime, but not sure how to get into it? Or maybe the last time you watched anime was when you had cable? Either way, the time to get into it is now with Funimation. You might just discover the inner magical girl and shonen hero you didn't know existed. Funimation has hundreds of anime subs and dubs waiting in their massive library, so you can find the show that sparks the flame of fandom. Subscribers also gain access to shop exclusives that you'll absolutely need once you rekindle your love of Dragon Ball Z or discover your new obsession, My Hero Academia. The best part is when you finally get caught up on all your shows in less than a week. Because we all know you're capable of doing that. Funimation has the latest episodes available as soon as they air in Japan. Begin your free trial and start streaming ad-free anime today. Go to Funimation.com slash subscribe now or download the app and start your free trial now. That's Funimation.com slash subscribe now. For Guy Gardner's character to kind of be like a Sean William Scott type, like I'm like, you might as well cast Sean William Scott for that. <laughs> like that would say that. That would be awesome. Like I know, like there's a lot of great actors out there, but you, that's just too good to resist. Like I would be so into that. Yeah, absolutely. That would be my favorite thing ever. Yeah, Sean William Scott in Green Lantern. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Like, like what was funny was that like I was. When we heard about this news, everybody was like, well, what's going to happen to DC Universe, the, the app? You know, and they're like, well, we're not doing TV shows in TV shows anymore. It's just comic books now. And so all the DC shows and animated TV shows are like going to HBO Max and be exclusively on there. So I like that better. Yeah. Yeah, so then I, you know, we can all unsubscribe from. DC. Yeah, I mean, I'm subscribed to DC Universe now, but um, I only subscribe to it to watch Batman the Animated Series. The great series, yeah. and then um, I, I am still subscribed to it. I just I haven't unsubbed. I, I I was watching Harley Quinn, which I did really enjoy, but right. I don't use it as often because I don't always want to watch DC shows. Yeah, but something like HBO Max, they have variety where it's like Netflix, right? Like you just pop that sucker on, and what, mm. what do I want to watch? Do I do I want to watch documentaries, How I Met Your Mother, or do I want to watch Daredevil? Yeah, yeah. You know? So that's how it feels when I, like I pop on Netflix. So I would actually be more into them being on HBO Max. I think. Yeah, I'm like HBO Max. You know, that's so young, but like it seems like they have their their eye on the ball now with like. Like everything doesn't have to be in the same universe anymore, you know, since, you know, they were the first to do the multiverse stuff before mm-hmm. Marvel Marvel did it. But, you know, it's like... Well, DC uh, has always kind of done multiverse a little better, I think. Yeah. And, you know, Snyder's original plan for Justice League, if it came out in 2017, was, you know, some time travel elements. Into- right. You know, but that didn't happen, obviously. And, uh, you know, Marvel did the time travel thing and and in game, and it was cool. Yeah, uh, it was cool. Yeah, and now, but this is like, like you know, we have Michael Keaton showing up as Batman in a Flash movie. 
you know, you could potentially have George Clooney come back as Batman. Even I, even even though I hate like Batman and Robin, I would love to see George Clooney back in the bat suit just one time for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck it. Yeah, like just because it's kind of funny. Like if if you look at it from like Ezra Mil- Ezra Miller's perspective, like his character, like only <laughs> uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, like the like brutal you know, Dark Knight or whatever, but if he ran... Killing into, people. Yeah, and if he ran into a different universe, Batman, that's, like, light with no damage, like, that's what George Clooney's Batman was kind of like, like, hello, Freeze. <laughs> Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. You know? <laughs> like, he wasn't really, like, uh, he wasn't dark or brooding, but, like, that Batman is still kind of, like, like, it's not wrong. Like, it's not a wrong interpretation of Batman, because there are comic book versions where he's, like, you know, more, like, Gee whiz, let's go to the back cave. I mean, you know, you could... Is Adam West still alive? No, he's not. <laughs> Stand but, by. Yeah, you totally could do something to, like, give him a nod, though. Probably. I was about to say, you should have Adam West show up if he was still alive. as like a... Like the... Like the um, uh, I'm brain farting here. The well, Batman from the future. Batman really Be- edgy. Batman, Batman Be- Beyond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have the old Bruce Wayne, Adam West. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. I've always wanted to see a Batman movie, but like a Batman movie where like Batman is like a guy that's like emotionally stunted and just wants to have adventures, like because he's you know rich and kind of dramatized. So right, like Batman's like to the Batcave and all that stuff. Because then it's just like, oh, this guy needs some serious help. You know, <laughs> or or he's about, doing all the old tropes, but they're yeah. like, okay, he's a little damaged. <laughs> yeah, but he's like helping the city out, and so they don't know what to do with him. Like that to me, like it is kind of funny. And then yeah, and then the uh, like I would love to see like a Batman movie, but like from Alfred's perspective, because like okay. think about how creepy it would be if like somebody that you raised came back after a couple of years, and they're doing sketchy stuff, and then like some superhero guys like or some bat guy that just look like a bat is like beating the shit out of people and then you see bruce like you know come home and he's like kind of battered and you find like these like this like outfit you know and you're just like what are you doing you know and it's just, like, <laughs> fighting a war alfred you know like it's just like it just feel it like it looks insane for like the outside but yeah it would you could do it and write it in the perspective of like the like Joker was written, yeah, really dark and gritty, and or it could be kind of funny. Or I, drama, I, yeah, oh, think, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's more funny because then it's just like, what is like the night life of like Bruce Wayne like when he comes back? Like, because Alfred doesn't know anything that's going on out and like Gotham, so it would be funny if like Bruce is at his computer and he's like, "So what's new? It's new uh, on the streets," and he's like, "There's a clown." This guy that dresses up like a clown and he's like killing tons of people. He goes by the name of Joker. He's like, hmm, a guy dressed up like a clown. That's like, that's, that's pretty new, you know? And then it just keeps becoming like more oddities. Like, oh, there's a guy with a, a freeze gun. He's freezing people. He goes by Mr. Freeze. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like all this stuff. Is Where do like, they come up with these names? Yeah, it's like, this is all re- re- really ridiculous <laughs> stuff. Like, if you're not like focusing it on the main character, like if it's not from Batman's perspective, it looks like nuts. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they, they've been kind of sort of doing something like that with a lot of different series, though. Like, Harley Quinn's kind of like that. Yeah. That show is more of a comedy. 
mm. but that Batman is still serious. <laughs> like, yeah, he they still make fun of him and stuff. Like, about they make fun of how serious he is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Even the Batgirl stuff in that show has been like A plus stuff. Like I haven't, I haven't seen that. I haven't gotten that far. Oh, it's is great. it good? Yeah, they make Commissioner Gordon look like such a moron. Which is- <laughs> well, yeah, no, they make Commissioner Gordon look like a like a. Uh, I've seen Commissioner Gordon. He's like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like losing sleep and shit. Like <laughs> wants to be. He looks like he looks like a like a fucking cokehead. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be friends with Batman so bad. He's like we're best friends. We're best friends. We hang out all the time. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, Batman, you want to go and get a beer or something?" And he's like, "Justice, you know, stuff like <laughs> only drink justice." Yeah, but um, justice. <laughs> yeah, but what, what did you what did you think of um um? And I, I don't, we may have talked about this before, but um, the way they did Batman in the last CW crossover, or the maybe it was the one before. Oh, you mean uh, where they got the, uh, the Bruce Wayne? Yeah, they they got uh. Uh, I'm just blanking on his name. Uh, Kevin Conroy to play, to play. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a cool nod to like, you know, uh, just the Batfleck version. But like, if Batfleck's version were what people actually thought he was, because a lot of people say that Ben Affleck's Batman was like a a killer, you mm-hmm. know, like a straight, like he just straight up murders people. But that wasn't the case. But this Kevin Conroy Batman who. Kevin Conroy, we know him as like Batman from the animated series, doesn't kill. So the fact that they got him to play Batman, but a Batman who kills and doesn't have a problem with it, was like an interesting twist on that character and was kind of really dark because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, he had like trophies of like people he killed. Like he had like Clark Kent's glasses. Yeah. Memento just out in his mansion. And I was like, that's a little. Like I don't think he would have it in his mansion. He'd have it like in his back cave or something. But yeah, but like in a display case. <laughs> yeah, and that even is creepy to me, right? Because Batman does take me- mementos. So there are elements of Batman where I'm like, he is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I think that uh, uh, I mean Ben Affleck's at Batman. They really touched on that a little bit too. But instead of him being creepy, they were like, he's so creepy that he's fucking scary. Yeah, yeah, and he's like just damaged. Like, like every time he's like in the in in Batman Superman, the first couple scenes he's in, it you you you're intimidated as a viewer. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they show where uh, they show like uh, those women that were being sex trafficking trafficked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got they get like saved, but they're like hiding in the corner because they they're like screaming like demon or something. Yeah, and then, the and then like he's in, he's up in the corner or whatever. Yeah, in the fucking like, room. Yeah, just like staring down. On him. I was like, that is the coolest Batman thing. Like, like I I had seen in a movie or Batman movie in a long time, and uh, I remember yeah. that standing up. Yeah, but there are rumors that Ben Affleck's Batman will get an HBO Max miniseries, and I okay. think that might actually there might actually be some truth to that because that's a bit low. That's more low pressure than him having to direct his own Batman movie, you know, like. Oh yeah, yeah. And what's your what's your what's your truth to it though? What makes you think is it well, just because it's low pressure, or is there something else that leads you to? Well, it's just like the multiverse of uh, uh, Marvel Spider-Man news. Like you just yeah. signs where it's just like, oh, Sam Raimi's directing this. Oh, they're getting Doctor Strange. Oh, they're bringing Jamie Foxx in. But with this, with the DC stuff, it's like, oh, they're 
bringing the Snyder Cut back. They're reshooting new scenes for that. They're bringing, they're, they're adding scenes that were going to lead, lead to Ben Affleck's solo Batman movie back into the movie. Like, at the end of Justice League, there was oh. a scene where Deathstroke met Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. On or, that yacht or whatever? Yeah, but, he, but in the original cut, we don't know all the details, but we know that Deathstroke broke Lex out of uh, Arkham or something. Like, you know, he got paid to do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then Lex is like, hey, I want, I want you to kill Batman, you know? Because he's got a personal beef with Batman for putting him in Arkham and all that stuff. Right. So it would be cool if they added that scene back in and then had a miniseries where Ben Affleck's Batman is being like, you know, uh, targeting Deathstroke. Yeah, targeted by Deathstroke. And it's just like, you know, they're both old. They both have some history, you know, like Slade has always been like, you know, somebody that Batman like respects in terms of like their skill and doesn't take him like lightly. Well, they're very similar characters, though. Yeah. Really, I mean, they're neither of them have like any powers. Yeah, and so right, I don't think Deathstroke has any like. Well, he well, there's different versions of him. Like some versions okay. of him, he does have like enhanced abilities of like you know super strength, enhanced speed, healing. You know, he can't age or he ages slowly and stuff like that. And, okay. But I don't know if this you know Snyder's Deathstroke is has that same backstory because he might just be a regular dude. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, but with Ben Affleck's uh, Batman maybe getting HBO Max series or mini or movie or whatever, it's, uh, you know, it's maximizing how much fans are of different things. Like there are fans of Ben Affleck's Batman. There are haters. Mm -hmm. There are, there are people that love Christian Bale's Batman, you know, and there was really no way for Christian Bale to return until now. You know, and so it's just like you really think they're gonna do that? Yes. You wanna know? You wanna know why? Because yeah, I think Christian Bale also feels like he didn't do the character justice. He wants one more shot so bad. Yeah, but, I think he does. But the opportunity yeah. never presented itself because he was like, "Oh, if Chris Nolan isn't doesn't want to do a fourth one, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna play Batman again, right?" But if somebody told him, "Hey, we're doing a multiverse thing, and we just want you to show back up as Batman." one more time just have one cool scene with you as batman you get to suit up again no pressure other than like two or three days work tops you know that's it he would say i'm in you know he he's one of the like you have a lot of uh actors who played a superhero who passed down like the role to someone else maybe obviously not willingly but you know for whatever reason and then they are like oh yeah like I gave him pointers on on stuff. I feel like um, Christian Bale is at the top of the list of the guy who is just giving all these people pointers on how to play Batman. Yeah, because like it, it, I've seen so many interviews of him being like, "Yeah, like I talked to uh, Ben Affleck. You know, he asked me. I told him to make sure you know that he can pee while he's in the suit." And oh, and then you know, um, Robert Pattinson. I think he's going to be great as Batman. I told him to make sure he can pee in the suit. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen that same interview come from him like multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to. Everybody like wants to get some FaceTime with with Bale because Bale's like when he got cast, everybody kind of felt like, like, huh, that's an interesting choice. He 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 kind of fits that role. And you see, Batman Begins, and he's awesome in it. And uh, you know, like he is batman to a lot of people right and so, and so with that you know being said it's like 
it would be really cool for him to have like an interaction or another just appearance somehow to just give the fans more of what they want. Right. Even, you know, you could have Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Batman since they ended. Oh, yeah, because he was was Robin and he got the Batcave or whatever at the end. Yeah. Yeah, so like the door is open now. The door is completely open. You can do whatever you – they can do whatever they think of. Like, if they, you want to do a Joseph Gordon, uh, Levitt like Batman miniseries or movie, you can do that, and audiences will be like, "Oh, okay, cool. This is a multiverse thing," you know. Yeah. And it's kind of Nolan esque, but you know, you could even convince Nolan somehow to do that thing, you know. Right. Yeah. Not that he would want to come back. I think he's done with Batman in general, but. Yeah, I don't think I I don't see Nolan coming back particularly. Yeah, no, yeah, Nolan. Yeah, I'm not gonna shit on Nolan. I'll, I'll shit on him at some. <laughs> shit on another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, that's gonna be cool. And I think uh, I think they've got like some like they want to make like other villain movies like Mister Freeze, and I'm like that one might be. I don't know about I don't know enough about Mister Freeze to chime in on that. Yeah, it's like he his. He's trying to save his wife because his wife has a rare disease and he ends up having to freeze her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I know that much. That's about yeah. all I know. Yeah. And he's just come and he gets in an accident and he, you know, puts on. He becomes a freak. Yeah. And so he's, and he's got to commit all these crimes for love. And so that's the core concept of, of a Mr. Freeze movie is if you love somebody, what, or what would you do to save somebody that you loved? How far would you go? Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see that. Yeah, and so, I'm still 100 percent sold on that. I'm not sold on it either because you need Batman really to complete that. Yeah, like, but you know, I was proven wrong with. Well, I wasn't proven wrong, but with like the Joker movie, it's like you do, need, like you do need Batman in these like solo villain movies because they're so intertwined with each other, and it's like you know, everybody kind of wants to see like a, a a cool one-on-one thing, but from like the villain's perspective, right? Like, what is like a? I don't know. I'm trying to do think. you? I don't want to interrupt your thought process. Oh no, no, you're good. You're on a, you're on a roll. I, I was going to say, do you? Would you consider uh, Infinity War like that to be one of those films where it's like where you're seeing everything from the villain's perspective? Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because really, kind of like the Avengers in that movie are kind of just. <laughs> the people affected by Thanos. That's it. Like they're right. like minor characters in Thanos's big play. Right. Like, so yeah, I, I would totally see, and it ends on Thanos. Like it begin, yeah, it like it ends. Yeah, it totally ends with Thanos smiling. And it begins with with Thanos. Yeah, having a speech. Having a yeah. Speech. So yeah, it is his movie, one hundred percent. And you know, it's interesting that you can play with like narratives in that way. Uh, I just, I just would really be interested to see where we go from here. Like Jared Leto, Joker, he might get some redemption. I know a lot of people hate his Joker, but I'm like, you know, he could show up in the Batman miniseries. You know, we could see a, a Harley Quinn. I'm not, I'm not against his Joker. Yeah, like, like he's I, not my favorite, but I, I don't hate him. Yeah, we didn't. I, I felt like we never, we didn't see enough of him. He was interesting when he was on screen, but it was just. As visually, he's a lot to take in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like it, I think that's the problem. 
Yeah. Is that he they put they made a Joker that was visually loud. Yeah. For a better term. Like he was visually loud in a movie where he doesn't or most of his lines apparently were just cut out. Right. So you don't you just you just see this this wacko like right. thugged out like Joker and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. And it's but, I mean I could see that being cool as shit if you, right if you told me about it. Right. And it's also like, you know, they didn't give him a proper like movie. Like if they didn't like if they had done a Ben Affleck movie and then kind of introduced that Joker, that would yeah. be cool. But you know, because in essence, like the Joker is like a clown prince of crime, right? Yeah. Where he likes to go. But like crime in like real or I guess in some place like Gotham City. You know what does that look like? Like I, I know that like in some comics, like the Joker's got like this big dragon tattoo on his back, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And he's just a serial killer, like a pale dude that like kills people. Yeah, Joker. But you know, it's like Jared Leto's Joker, like kind of was reminiscent of that. But then there were some elements of like that he was just he really had done some serious damage to Ben Affleck's Batman, like. You know. Yeah, well they, well, they pretty much show that that's why he's scarred because of the whole Robin suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Bronze and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Um. One of the first things that I thought of when I saw Leto's Joker was that one Joker from that animated series that has like long hair, like dreadlocks. Oh, you mean uh, uh the Batman that TV show? Yeah. Because that Joker was just so weird. I never watched that show, but I remember seeing him and being like... He was drastic. Huh. You, was, I mean, that, that's, I guess, my comparison. They're mm-hmm. both so drastic that I just, I guess, I see, I link them together in my brain. Yeah. But, and people are becoming less picky, too, about it now that they know that there's, like, you can have more than one, you know? Yeah. Like, we live in a weird time, man. <laughs> this, yeah, is, this is so weird to talk about. And it's also, you know, reminiscent of, like, what we what we do now with like what we watch like it's like oh yeah well you know i like having options i don't just like watching the one thing i like having everything available to me to kind of choose what to watch and now they're doing that with like even like intellectual properties of like like movies and stuff so like you can take like 30 years from now we might have like a james bond movie where they get everybody Everybody, back. holy shit, that would be insane! You know, like Daniel Craig, uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, like just like a bunch of names, like a bunch of like you know, I'm sure Sean Connery wouldn't come back, but you know, like you could just do like a like you could really have fun with all this like multiverse stuff, but yeah, I, but I think you know, the story has to make make it make sense somehow, and that's that's the fun fun challenge. Yeah, I, I, you know, I felt like the first time I felt like I was living in the future of movies was when Spider-Man got announced for the MCU. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think when I remember hearing that, I was like, anything could fucking happen in Hollywood now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Henry Cavill, you know, as Superman or whatever, like people thought like, oh, you're not, are you, are you still Superman? Or are you not Superman? I'm like, Cause you know they they have a TV show version coming out soon, and it's like, you know, the doors are open. So like, you know, like you said, anything can happen. Anybody can play. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's insane. I remember having the conversations with you like um, 
back when it was just Arrow and the Flash, like in in, in, in back in, co- in college. I can't right. talk; my brain's shorting out right now. <laughs> um, but we would have discussions on like, oh, like well, they're doing Suicide Squad and in, in Arrow, but they can't use certain characters because of movies. Right. The reason they're doing Batman storylines with Arrow is because they can't use Batman in the TV show. The reason they're doing the the reason they're planning a Supergirl show is because they can't do Superman. But now we're living in the time where it's like, you know what? shove all that to the side we can we're just going to do whatever we we, yeah. we can do whatever we want everyone is is on board to distinguish two different types of whomever three different types of whomever yeah uh, i remember just have old, options like you said to just have options yeah remember the the old days where they would cast somebody new in a role and people would be like i don't like them you know yeah like when mark ruffalo recast it or when he got cast as Bruce Banner, everybody was like, oh, I don't like Mark Ruffalo. He totally doesn't look like a Bruce Banner type or whatever. And then he just kind of like blew everybody. Comes out and kills it. Yeah, I was like, this guy. Like, I remember watching the first Avengers being like, this guy is is Bruce Banner. Like, I believe it 100%. He he literally scares the fuck out of me in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, like the scene where he meets Black Widow or whatever for the first time. That fucks me up. But the one that really gets me is when they're on the fucking helicarrier or whatever. Oh, and he's talking about how he like shot himself in the head. No, no, when he's like chasing her down. Oh, in that in like that in like the boiler room or whatever. Right. Yeah. That scene, like, cause I'm already a wuss, so I'm, you know, I'm easy to scare. Yeah, no, 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 that was scary because it was super quiet, and then you hear him scream out from the darkness or whatever. But you know, part of yeah, and it's it's really interesting to kind of see that happen like now edward norton could make a cameo as bruce banner somehow you know oh i don't know about that one in some strange territory here you could have those two different hooks well marvel has enough money where they could definitely like probably pay him up front like just just do it here yeah edward norton (laughs) yeah because i think at the start of the marvel cinematic universe everything was super serious like iron man they weren't quite sure what they wanted it. They, they wanted it to be a serious movie, but then they realized, oh, this movie's actually pretty funny. We should kind of lean into that. But while they were making that, they were also making The Incredible Hulk. And that movie is like tonally, it's the, it is the most grounded of any of the Marvel movies, MCU movies we have. Like yeah. it's Bruce Banner on the run. And he's like, you know, it's like a lot of character stuff. And Edward Norton was really, pushing himself in the movie to be a serious version but that didn't take obviously because you know they both separated yeah they 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 pretty much yeah split and you know i think uh it would be an interesting little nod just to be like hey that version that edward norton version you guys saw is canon it's just in a multiverse it's part of but you know well yeah i mean is that? I mean, I've, I've I've thought we already kind of determined that that was canon. It just he just got recasted, yeah. or you could just be like, that like yeah, that is canon. But also the that look for him is canon from a different universe. Yeah, I mean, but some of it doesn't really add up. Like at the very end of Incredible Hulk, Tony Stark shows up and he's like trying to like yeah, he's like uh, putting together. He does a whole team shit, and he doesn't know. And but then you get to Avengers. Or no, you get the Iron Man too. He doesn't know anything about the Avengers initiative at all. Like, you know, he's not he's not helping he's not helping uh Nick Fury assemble people or whatever. He's just kinda like, Oh, Nick Fury wants to keep talking to me about this like 
Avengers thing, but he wasn't on board with. Yeah. So so it just was like like obvious like different creative minds were like working on these movies and it wasn't really gelled together all the way, and uh, you know or even their Hulks looked completely different. Like I think the Incredible Hulk from the you know Edward Norton version would have like wiped the floor with Thanos. I think. You think so? I think he wouldn't have got beat down that hard. <laughs> really? Yes, I think he. I think that Hulk is the scariest Hulk out of the between out the, of the two. Yeah, I need to watch that movie again. I I watched it a couple times in college. Yeah, that Hulk is like brutal. Uh-huh. Like he'll pull it's been like a while. like I mean, there was a scene where like he like was choking like the abomination with like chained wire, and the abomination is just like scratching at the Hulk's face. Like trying to get him his eyes, and the Hulk just like rips out the dude's elbow and then stabs him with his own elbow. And I'm like, and then proceeds to crush his chest with his foot. And I'm like, this Hulk is like actually like not to be played with. Like I could kind of see him being like, like just totally terrifying. I mean, he even kicked the human being in the chest. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I mean, I guess it's like, uh, the difference is like Ruffalo's Hulk is just like, he's just a Hulk that's just, I'm just crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just a fucking, I'm, a, I'm an animal. I'm a beast. I'm just fucking, I'm going to go do crazy shit. Whereas like, I has been a while since I've seen it, but like from that, I do remember that scene where he's like scraping at his face. Like that one's like a little more, he's, he's a little more conscious. Yeah. It feels, I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> the music that plays and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, that Hulk was, like, really, like, energized. But, you know, Joss Whedon obviously didn't like that version of the Hulk because he was like, the Hulk shouldn't be super shredded. He should be, like, kind of bulky, which is, you know, that's cool. Either yeah. one, one's cool. But, uh, yeah, like, I think Thanos would have had a tougher time knocking. <laughs> knocking <laughs> like, him out. Yeah. Like, not saying he wouldn't have knocked him out, but it just would have taken a while. That would have been, I mean, after that description, that would have been a cool fight. Yeah. Because it would have been be savage. It would have been a savage against a like intellectual, right? Because yeah. that's kind of how the Hulk lost that battle, anyways. Is that you know Thanos was doing like some weird like combo moves and stuff like that. He wasn't just fighting like he was know. an actual fighter, not like just a maniac. Yeah. So it is it's interesting to to see. Uh, yeah. In other news, though, in other news, uh, Resident Evil reboot is in the works are we talking about the tv show or another movie movie okay yeah. is it gonna be a theatrical one or like a it's gonna be a theatrical one okay yeah. Yeah. but they had they have a, a pretty solid cast of uh of people who, who, who are we talking anyone i know probably not oh <laughs> i don't i don't i've got google ready I, yeah, I don't think you would know any of them. Oh, well, they got Robbie Emil. He, he's playing uh, Chris Redfield. And then what? He, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and then you got Tom Hopper. He better get... All I got to say is he better get fucking shredded. <laughs> he's playing Chris Redfield. Yeah, he's got it. And then there's a there's a Tom Hopper. He's playing Albert Wesker, uh, which I was like, oh, that's man. interesting. That's a grounded choice to play Wesker, you know? And uh, he was on the show called Umbrella Academy. Um, interesting. Uh, he's got a very interesting jawline. Yes, yes. Oh, he, uh, uh, he looks to look pretty tall. So that's all you need. Yeah, and then uh, they got uh, Avon 
Jojia. I'm probably not saying his name right. He's playing Leon S. Kennedy. I'm not sure about this casting, but it's an interesting casting choice to say. What was his name? What was his first name? Avon, like A V A N. A V A N. Yeah, Jogia. British Canadian actor. Oh, this is this is the dude from fucking uh, the Victoria Justice show. Oh, jeez. I don't. I don't know about him as 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 Leon. I mean, I don't know, dog. <laughs> I don't. Let me see. Let's do Leon. Leon Kennedy. Can we get a side by side compare? Oh, okay. They're comparing him to the newer Leon. Yeah, you can kind of you can kind of see some. You can kind of see yeah. some semblance there, but get like rid of, get rid of the facial hair. It, you got I to could, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I remember for years, uh, the guy from Supernatural was like people's top choice to play Leon. Uh, uh, was it the uh, one with the longer hair? Nah, the other one. Uh, other one? Yeah, Jensen Ackles. I was like, he okay. was cool, but I don't know if he would have been able to pull off the bangs. So okay, my first my first impression so far of this casting is mm-hmm. they're putting a already Leon and Chris in the same movie. Yeah. That's very weird. And even uh and even uh they they got Claire Redfield. Uh, Claire in, played by K- Kaya Scarlet Scoldelario. Right, how do I spell that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, you can't. I, you really can't do anything. She was in a movie called. Uh, was she in? She was in some crocodile movie recently that I watched. What's what's? Well, how do you spell her name? Uh, let's see. Uh, K A Y A, and Sco Delario, which is. I found it. Yeah. I got it. And it's cool. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh wait, she's um. This she looks familiar. Maze Runner. Yeah. Yeah, she was in Maze Runners. All, all three. All three Maze Runners. Yeah. Well, so that well, that's just the first thing that stands out is that Chris and Leon are in a movie together because they have been in a movie together. Right. But, like, outside of that movie, I don't think they've been in a game together except for Resident Evil 6. And most people hate Resident Evil 6 and hate the movie they were both in. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone wants to see them together, but yeah. it's it's just, like... It's just they're because they're two different characters, but they're both ass kickers. They're badass in their own way. Like Chris Redfield's a soldier, right? You know, so he's very soldier e. You know what I mean? Like he always has like a fucking like, you know, like a mag, a machine gun. You know, like a or a semi-automatic or an automatic, I guess, because he's in the military. And then like Leon's like a cop, yeah. so he's wearing like a leather vest and jeans and has like pistols. Right. But like he's like kind of anime, edgy emo. You know, like. Yeah, they're going for it in this one. Like, I feel like this one, the team involved, it seems like they're pretty passionate about the lore of it. Like, they they said that they, you know, are going to set it in the year 1998, and they're going to go to, like, the Spencer Mansion and explore Raccoon City. Like, like it just seems like they're really trying to be faithful to, like, that. Yeah, it's just it's just a very weird thing because... They haven't like if you go back to like the older games, they just weren't in a game together. Right, right. So I mean, more power to them. I'd like to see both those characters on screen. Mm. Yeah, it would be interesting to see like like because maybe they're split up. You know, like they're just split up. Two different stories. Yeah, because if it's taking place in the Spencer Mansion and in Raccoon City, then you you know, you know, you could have like 
separate characters. Well, Chris, yeah, because Chris would be in Spencer Mansion, and then Claire and Leon would be in Raccoon City. Exactly. So because Claire's whole thing is, where's my brother? Right. You know? Yeah. So that could be really cool. Uh, a really cool version of this franchise. Because I think the last Resident Evil interpretation, you know. It was pretty bad. Stuff with, like, clones and advanced abilities. Well, the main problem was he, they created a new main character and then kept that the main character through every single film and then basically killed off all your fan favorites. It's like if you were going to do, like, a let's do a Smash Bros. movie. Mm-hmm. But let's make a new character for Smash Bros. And that'll be the main character. And then after the third one or the fourth one, we're going to show them teaming up and then we're going to start the next movie and they're all dead. Right. And the only one that survived is the main character we made up and made the main character for the last four movies. Like It feels like a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of spits on the fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's a big a, middle finger. No-no. Yeah. Huge, huge no-no. But, you know, I think, uh, yeah, like this, this one, like at least on paper, sounds more accurate, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, or, or that they're going to be respectful. Like, if they're going to make changes, but be respectful somewhat. Are those the three main characters? No uh, Jill. Yeah, yeah. Jill, or yeah, Claire Redfield, uh, Jill Valentine. Okay. Chris Redfield. New Mansion. Yeah. Yeah, Albert Wesker and. Neil McDonald as a uh, William Birkin. Oh, William Birkin. And he's played by the dude that plays uh, Damien Dark. Huh. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense, honestly. William Birkin's kind of a Damien Dark kind of guy. He's just a little more fatter. But um wait, no, wait, I'm thinking of a different guy. I'm think I'm I'm thinking of um can't remember his name. Um right? And where am I thinking of the right one? William Birkin. <laughs> It's just funny to kind of like think of the lore of of Resident Evil is ah, so okay. Good. I was thinking I forgot. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, William Birkin is a scientist because it sounds like from your description and your casting, mm-hmm. they're doing they're going to do Resident Evil one and two at the same time. That's pretty dope, actually. That's what it sounds like. That's yeah. That's a pretty interesting way to kind of come at it. Uh, Absolutely, because you could have Wesker as the vil- Wesker, Joe, Chris in the mansion. Claire, Leon, and William Birkin in the city, in Raccoon City. Yeah, and you got all the cool adventure stuff. You got zombies. You got, like, traps and all that stuff. Like, it's very, like, out there. Right, yeah. yeah. I just hope they stay faithful to the whole, like, the thing about Resident Evil isn't that, I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse, but the zombies aren't really that, um, they're not the threat. It's yeah. all the other weird shit, right? Like, right. Um, Global, you dogs. know, like yeah, you know, like all the abominations and shit. Yeah. Dogs, liquors. That's the stuff that's like. Mister. That's, that's the stuff of your nightmares. The zombies are just like you just run by them. Yeah. They're just all slow, right? You know, w- slow walking zombies. They don't need to be the main focal point. Like, I mean, they need to be there. Otherwise, it's not Resident Evil. But yeah, and I mean, um, it's gonna be awesome when they. I mean, they're planning on shooting it. In like a couple of months but they want it to come out in theaters but you know well with, with the situation we're in now <laughs> yeah, with the situation right now you know regal cinemas they just like said they're shutting down their theaters in the u.s and uh, internationally indefinitely so it's not yeah really- it's, it's gonna be a weird time when everything comes back open 
Yeah, because what's going to be, like, the big thing that drives people back in the theaters? Well, my thing was, like, how is everyone going to schedule all the movies that got canceled? I mean, some will go on streaming services, which has already happened. Mm-hmm. But you got the ones, like, the big hitters that don't want to do that. Right. Are they all going to come out, like, week one, week two, week three? Or the first, like, the first month? Or is it going to be the second month, right? Like, are they going to be like cautious and be like, okay, people aren't ready to go back to the theaters yet. Let's maybe pace and do the second or third month the theaters are open. And then like all the big hitters hit at once. Like what's going to, what's your prediction for that? I honestly think indie movies are going to take over movie theaters. We've already talked about it. I'm I'm retarded. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. I think, I think indie movies are going to take over more. And then I think big movies are going to be reserved for streaming, but it's going to be, you know, pay, per like pay-per-view almost like except they're coming up with technology and this technology has already kind of existed but for rich people where you had this (laughs) where you had this device that would let you watch a movie that was in theaters but you just had to pay like 30 bucks per person that's in the room with you that's very interesting so what they're going to try to do and they probably have and they haven't announced any of this this is all just my theoretical stuff is that going to they're going to uh create a device that you can hook up to your tv that will see how many people are in a room and it will allow you to watch a movie that's in theaters at home but it will charge everybody in the room so it won't it won't unlock the movie until you've paid yes if it's if it's three people in the room and it won't unlock the movie until you've paid ninety dollars or until, yeah, 90 bucks. Yeah, until you pay for the three people that are in the room. So if a fourth person walks in, it will pause and say, hey, you have to, you know. Either they have to leave or mm-hmm. you have to give us like a prorated amount. Yep, because that's been for that like, person. Yeah, and that to me is like, I don't want to say it's like the nail in the coffin for movie theaters. It's because it's not because, you know, people will want to go out to the movies to, you know, really get like a big screen experience and stuff like that, but it won't ever be until this virus thing is fully resolved it will never be billion dollar movies anymore like that is not is going to be a hard thing to do again right you know i agree it's 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 just a mess yeah like star wars is going to be the last movie in a while that made a billion dollars that's That's crazy to think about. And <laughs> like, that was last Christmas, dude. Yes. And so every other movie that's come out since then hasn't really hit a billion or anything like that. Bad Boys 3 has made the most money this year. But that was in <laughs> January. So, so That's so weird. Yeah, so that might be the last big budget blockbuster movie in theaters ever for a while. <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, weird, weird time we're living in. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Wonder Woman 1984, they just were saying that, like, they want to release it on in theaters, but my guess is that it will end up on HBO Max for an extra price. Best case scenario? No, no, actually, scratch that. Predictions on when the theaters will actually open back up. Like, actually, cross-country everything's open back up not just a couple here and there like everything mm-hmm. uh prediction on that next november next november yeah or no maybe not next november maybe 2022 in like may 
because it's warm. Because I don't think people... I was going to say, November seems a little hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> flu season, like right around the time when flu season's kicking in and stuff like that. So probably not then, but by... Yeah, but by May of like 2022. I mean, even movies are starting to move their dates back to that uh, year. Yeah. And I, and I think it's because they have insider information on like just tracking the virus and stuff like that. And theoretical, like how long it would take to kind of make sure everything everybody no, is safe. No Illuminati theory there. Oh yeah, there's totally a, a Illuminati theory, but I I won't say it because you know. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not gonna say that all that. So, but I don't, I, I know. <laughs> I'm just you know, with you. But I think, <laughs> but I think with Hollywood, you know, like it's like they've always been a step ahead with, with things like this. And I mean, the technology has already existed for watching things at home. It's just how much money. What's the maximum amount of money you could spend on a big budget movie going forward and make your money back guaranteed through digital? Yeah. That's the, that is a way of doing it. Yeah, because that'd be I. I wouldn't put that device in my home though. I just, well, but that's the thing is everybody's already got that device, but similar yeah. to that in their home. Like if you have a Google, a Google, Google home, home or a Alexa or, uh, you know, or just a webcam in general. You got. You, I mean, you, it, it. But to like people are becoming more cautious of things that are monitoring them, but at the same time, just giving up their like their privacy to yeah have access to this stuff i haven't given up 100 percent myself as you can see right <laughs> my google home is still in a box <laughs> Good. i have one just haven't opened it up yet yeah yeah i mean this i mean and they're cool like and i have one but there is like an element of like you know this, that thing's on this thing is on and it's taking whatever i'm saying and it's going through some type of you know system in being categorized like looks on, looking for keywords yeah, or the daniel files like you know <laughs> <laughs> like daniel thompson this is all the time she's farted or something you know like yeah <laughs> just just weird we, we 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 remember that one day you had two pizzas yes yes yeah and they can f- figure out your i mean there's a, a cool movie on netflix called the social dilemma and it like talks about like social media and stuff like that and all these devices and how like they're basically like learning our patterns individually to like sell us stuff, you know, yeah. or manipulate us to want something a little bit more, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. I mean, it's definitely something like that. That's hundred percent possible and are already happening. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna get real interesting with like movie budgets and stuff. Cause like in the nineties, like a big budget movie was like fifty million. Damn. <laughs> That was a big budget movie, but now yeah. you can't even really make. They say you can't make a blockbuster for fifty million, you know. But back then you could do that, and so you know, hundred million dollar budgets just aren't realistic now in this, like, you know, it's... economy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know more about you. You know more about the logistics and financial stuff about movies than I do. Yeah, and I and I'm still green on a lot of it, but it's like you know, Justice League is the most expensive movie ever. That's still really weird. <laughs> I mean, now it's official because they spent like another seventy five million on the, just reshooting it and special effects. So, yeah. so it's just like, it, and I think it had like a three hundred and like 
seventy million dollar budget, something like that. But even more now. Good God. You know, so it's just a All lot for of, our entertainment. All for our entertainment, right? And so the fact that that is going to streaming and then they're going to, you know, sell it on disc and stuff like that says that there's money somewhere that like in subscription models, like if, like if a bunch of people subscribe to watch the Snyder cut week to week, how much money does that equate to? Right. You know, so like, that's really crazy to me in terms of like, you know, how to monetize all this expensive stuff. <laughs> I've always wondered how that works. I mean, that's a, that, maybe that's maybe that's a topic for another time, but just kind of how money is distributed for streaming platforms. Like, does it go to whoever? Like, a portion of my money go to whomever I'm watching? Well, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's interesting too because uh, you know, like for like actors, you know, that if you're in like the Screen Actors Guild or whatever, they're trying to come up with new ways to pay actors uh, roy- royalties for like like streams. So like yeah. say like if like maybe like two million people watch something, what's the payout of that look like? It could be, you know, maybe, you know, thirty thousand, forty thousand, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, and so it's just like how do you equate the, the money? So it's just it's a we it, it's a weird, weird ecosystem, which I think probably need needed to get uh, honest needs for a little while because I think budgets for movies have kind of ballooned and they've kind of like been like you can only make big movies like right. that's the only thing that makes money so yeah. but now because there's not gonna be that many blockbusters there's smaller movies now that people will be interested in watching and be like wow you know this is really good and it might make a lot of money and then they're gonna be like oh we could just make these movies you know for decent prices and not like you know a blower load. Yeah, because you know the whole title—you got to spend money to make money thing. Yeah, true, but it's also like you got to do it wisely. <laughs> I mean, you can spend a little money and make a lot of money. Right. Exactly. And it's just like, uh, you know, or you look at like the press, like of of like something like Disney Plus with Mulan. You know, like they haven't said anything about how much money that movie has made. Probably not enough for it to be considered like successful yeah because <laughs> they kind of had a feeling that it wasn't going to work when they were about to put it out in theaters before all this stuff went down like the hype train for it wasn't that high and you know well it also got a lot of con. it was very controversial to it yes <laughs> excuse me yeah and so it's very they, controversial at the same time yeah and so it's just like you know, Disney, they have a good game plan now when it comes to how they're making money in this ecosystem. Uh, yeah. Even making Goodwill. Like, I think they're releasing a Pixar movie in, on Christmas Day for free that was supposed to come out in theaters and not charge people. Interesting. And that's smart because I'm like, that movie costs a, a, a lot to make, but they're like, you know, if we get people to subscribe and they want to watch the movie for free, They'll stay. They'll keep. They'll keep the Disney Plus subscription, and you know we'll have some. Music. We'll make a little bit of money. Yeah. So that's cool. I think. Uh, I think the last bit of news I had, or the last two bits of news I had, was that like Ewan McGregor, uh, he said. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know where I'm going with this. He said. Yeah. Uh, he said. Uh, Star Wars or his Obi Wan Kenobi TV show starts shooting in March. I, I saw that right before doing this. 
Hey, you, did you did you did you go like yes? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I'm I, honestly I'm so sick and tired of just seeing news about that. Mm-hmm. I just want it to happen. I'm like, just do it, man. Just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. I look, I'm waiting. I'm here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. It is gonna be bittersweet seeing seeing that because also just like the stuff we were talking about with DC or Marvel, it's like anything can happen now. Like, like you can make a yeah. you can make a, a show focused on Obi Wan Kenobi. You could do a you could do like a series focused on like Anakin Skywalker. With Hayden Christensen, like yep. in between episode two and three, or something, I'd yeah. be down with that. You know, and then you could have, then you could have Ian come back or even come back, whatever the fuck. Yeah, like I'm like, if if in Obi Wan Kenobi, if they don't have a flashback showing like an intimate scene between Anakin and Obi Wan, like just a moment of friendship between those two, like it, like I'll be disappointed because yeah, because that's a huge part of like Obi Wan Kenobi's character, where it's like. Nope. He, thought he failed yeah i mean i think you can't have obi-wan without anakin yeah so i'm like that has to haunt him and stuff like that and like what is the story going to be like there's all these interesting things uh at work you know and even uh han solo i know a lot of people hated that movie but you know i'm like i I thought it was it wasn't worthy of being a movie but for tv it could have worked yeah, I I I mean I I liked it, but I know what you mean. Like it yeah. it probably would have done better if it was on a streaming service. Yeah, and it or was, was a show. Yeah, because they already had the like seeds of like you know like a, uh, uh, Darth Maul's little like cartel or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> what they were called the Red Red something. Dawn, I think. Red, Red, Red Dawn. Yeah, I was like, that's clearly like a TV show organization. Like yeah. you watch a TV show, there's like the organization that the good guys fighting against or whatever yeah. are dealing with, but that would have been really, or they could still continue that in some capacity. Uh, yeah, it's not as like a theatrical movie. I mean, I'm I'm stoked on. I mean, I'm just stoked on Obi Wan. I'm stoked on most stuff they're doing with Star Wars. I mean, I like the Mandalorian. Season two sounds. I mean, I like everything I've heard about season two so far. Over nineteen. Mm. Really? I think so. Yeah. Oh shit. Yes. I've not been keeping up. <laughs> yeah, close. Wouldn't it be cool if they just were like, hey, here's every episode all at once? I wish they would do that. I hate the shit they're doing now. The weekly shit. I don't I hate that shit, man. Like Yeah. Like um like besides the Mandalorian, which was the first show I saw that did that or I watched that did that, mm-hmm. The Boys was the second one. Yeah. The Boys season one, that was all at once, right? It was, yeah. And then season two, they dump the first three episodes as like a marketing thing, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's it's weak. I, I hate that, dude. Yeah. Like, because when I when I'm in the mood to watch the boys, that's that is the time I'm gonna watch that show. Right. You know. So like, I'm like two weeks behind on the boys because I haven't been in the mood to watch it again. Yeah, but like, there could be a weekend where I'm like, I want to binge it, and then I just binge it and I'm done. Yeah, you can do that now because I think the season finale premiered on yesterday. Friday. So. You know, it's it's really weird that they're doing that. Like, I agree exactly with what you're saying because, you know, the reason why Netflix blew up was that because you didn't have to wait <laughs> week to week to watch a show. Yeah, you just got it all. Yeah, boom, that's it. And now they're just like, oh, here you go, here you go. So you can talk about our show, our episode every week, and that'll, like, gain some traction, which is what happened with The Mandalorian. 
Well, I think The Mandalorian was special because it was the first live-action Star Wars movie or, or show, per se. Yeah. And yeah. that was the reason everyone subbed. I just hit my mic. That was the reason everyone subbed to Disney Plus because it was like a launch title. Right. Like, yeah. That was that was special. So I think with that one, you could have you, you could have gotten away with it. Um, but I don't think it's a good idea to to make that your the norm. It shouldn't be. It, yeah, it definitely shouldn't be. Like with the, uh, um, I mean, any of the upcoming streaming stuff. Like I know, like HBO Max's series is are week to week and all that stuff. But they're trying new models now. Like. HBO Max specifically, where they're releasing like two or three episodes a week. Right. So then you're getting like big chunks of the story. I like that better. Right. <laughs> like that <laughs> is a better middle ground to me where I'm like, okay, you gave, you gave me the first three episodes. Now I got to watch, you know, I got to wait until next week to get another it, one. It's a nice break. I mean, I guess I get that. And it prolongs the like subscription model, I guess, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand that as a marketing ploy, or not marketing ploy. I mean, just a way to get more money, right? Because like, if they did the Mandalorian, like, you launched Disney Plus, your launch, one of your biggest launch titles is the Mandalorian. Right. You put out all episodes day one. They subscribe for one month, mm-hmm. and leave. And I believe the Mandalorian was about. It took about two months to get all the episodes out, right? So like, that's two months worth of subscriptions. Right. You know. Um, because some people, some people were smart and were like, I'll just wait till it's over sub then watch all of it. And some people do that. Um, and more power to them because I'm going to see spoilers if I don't. Right. Yeah. Cause that was also a problem with like the binging too, is that like, if you didn't watch it in the weekend and check your like Twitter or something, you were bound to see like, let's read a spoiler about how it ended. Like, damn it. Which still happens week to week. Episode. Yeah, I, that's the reason I, I binged. Um, um, what was it? Why am I brain farting so much? With the defenders. Ah, gotcha. I, I binged that in uh, one night. It was a week night too. Mm. And then I went to work the next day, and people were watching it at work. And I was just like. You know, I I did that because I did not want anyone to spoil anything for me. And then I remember coming to work the next day, and people were watching it over their breaks, and I would walk by and see them watching it. And if I hadn't have binged it the night before, I'd be like, no, no, like, yeah. I want to see this, even though it wasn't the best thing ever. But like, you know, I've only been a part of that type of thing one time, and that was with the final season of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I mean week to week, everybody was in on like at my like my job, everybody was watching it. And like we were like yeah, they waiting, were. we were waiting to talk about it the next day and stuff like like that was fun. Like right. but then you know, at a certain point it was like, Oh, like I really am not liking how this season's going. <laughs> you know, and so all that is just it's it's fun to get water cooler talk, I guess, sometimes for shows. Right. You know, I where, get that. Like, cause then everybody is talking about the same thing. Right. Instead gives of, everyone a little like yeah on the same page yeah because if you binged it all and somebody's only on episode three you know you can't really have the same discussion like oh i can't wait to see what happens next yeah and most of the shows i binge though i feel like my other my other friends excuse me i feel like my other friends binge as well right but yeah. uh, those are the only people i want to talk to about it but i get that like in a work environment like 
you know, I didn't really have many friends at work I talked to about shows at one point, and but then I did end up meeting someone that watched Flash, Arrow, and we would talk about that, you know, every week. Right. Um, so, no, I get that. I mean, there's pros and cons to both. I personally would rather you just dump them all on at once and let me get it over with, but I, I, I understand the logistics behind not doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how that's going to unfold going forward now that everybody's at home <laughs> streaming, you know. Uh, but there's other, 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 I think there's like one more, there's one more thing. And okay. it's Marvel thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I guess it's a two-hander. They cast two big leads for their Disney Plus show, uh, the, the She-Hulk. TV show. They cast Tatiana right. uh, Maslany uh, as that character with Mark Ruffalo attached to star in it as well. That's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, you know, it seems like they're spending a lot of money on these Disney Plus shows, so I'm, I'm excited about that one. Uh, and then uh, they cast uh, Miss Marvel. That was a, a big casting a couple of weeks ago. Who's that? Uh, they cast uh, Iman Vel- uh Delaney to play the title role and that she's a newcomer. So this is like her first, her first big role in something. And, uh, mm. ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's going to be a cool, cool, uh, <laughs> a cool movie or not movie, a cool show, but she's going to yeah, franchise. Yeah. And she's so. going to appear in the movies too. So like you have to watch the shows now to, Stay. I still, I still don't, I can't piece together what that looks like yet. It's like you watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and yeah. then, you know, and then in like, you know, maybe like Avengers, an Avengers movie, like they bring a character from that show into it, like Baron Zemo. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you're like, oh, okay, this is, this is interesting. I don't know. It, it is, it is going to be kind of weird. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we're all at home now, so yeah. we'll we'll all see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but those were the two, the, the last two um, big casting news. Is I know Supergirl's ending. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I'm like, why is it ending? Well, I think uh, the lead she just had her uh, a baby. And, oh. Um, so you know, what's more important, you know, is you know, uh, raising a child and stuff like that. And, Aren't those CW shows like infamous for being like, like not treating their cast like shit, but like really bad times of shoots and whatnot? Isn't it? Yeah. Nothing infamous for that. Yes, it's it's because they're big shows. They require long, long hours, long days of work. So like you have to get up at like you know maybe like three in the morning, or no, not three in the morning. You got to get up at like. Like, if it's a show like Arrow, like, say, Arrow. Arrow takes place primarily at night, right? right? So you shoot, so you have to shoot more than likely at, you know, 8, from 8 o'clock p.m. to, like, 6 in the morning. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) But you're getting paid a good amount of money, though. You're getting paid, you're getting paid. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, but to do that for like seven seasons or eight seasons, however long Arrow is on, you know, is, is, is that's exhausting. Yeah. Cause every day you're doing fight scenes, you're learning fight scenes and it's just like, 
six like it's like or it's like three in the morning and you're like you gotta stay ripped that's why you see all those um those actors like when the season's done they like all go and like just mega vacations yeah yeah they just want to enjoy their time and stuff like that and it's been beneficial to a lot of people now that they're on break like uh grant gustin from uh, flash he's like working out yeah and so he's just like you know trying to show off the results he's like yeah like i'm getting swole you know like (laughs) like 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 now what do you got to say you know you guys are talking all that shit about the flash and me being skinny and shit like that but i mean i like i like the linky looking flash yeah it's cool it's really it's it's really cool but i i do like that he was just like you know what i'm gonna just prove these naysayers wrong because you know because <laughs> you know that's what you would do it's like if like you got cast as like or if like i, I got cast as like static shock or something right it would be mm-hmm. like oh where's his dreads you know and then you'd be like i'd be like you know just uh actually i wouldn't be like this is just my version that'd be pretentious i would be like i'm getting the dreads don't worry <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> do you really you'd have to be like you would have to be robert downey jr status to be like no if i'm playing listen if i'm playing static shock i'm keeping the fro yeah so yeah. either static <laughs> shock has a fro or you're yeah. cging it out <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah yeah that's that's too narcissistic yeah it would be too narcissistic for me to for me to do that. and also the character just it, that is like a part of the character so yeah it's like i really don't want one you know or i think any actor that ends up playing that role doesn't want to be the person that like diminishes the look of like the first live no actor. no you don't want that that <laughs> you know like that's asking to be meme worthy mm. and to go down in history as as the next Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh boy. Yeah, that would be a lot. <laughs> that would be a lot. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. That's what you're asking for though. <laughs> In a scenario like that, that's what you're asking for. But if people want a static shock movie. Oh man, I would that would be like so awesome because that's like that's that's DC's Spider Man. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with, with, with that statement. I know you've been saying it a lot, but I definitely agree with that. I'm like, what are you guys doing over there? You guys got some cool, char- like even there's a character called Icon, and I found out about him. I'm like, this guy's awesome. This this character is cool. It's like, why why are you not using him? Yeah, because he's basically Black Superman, but he's like immortal. Like he's been on oh, Earth. That's awesome. He's been on Earth since like the like 18 or no, since like the like 1920s or something. It's an alien, like an alien as a baby, in crash lands on like a slave plantation, and it just adapts to its environment, right? So it looks like it adapts and looks like a black dude or whatever, but it ages and stops aging at a certain point. And so the guy is like, he's been on Earth for a long time, and he's like a lawyer, but he's like he he wears a mask, like he has the power of Superman, but he likes his privacy or whatever. Yeah, like. Like I'm like that's an interesting character to kind of kind of do, but uh, crash landing on yeah, especially the crash landing on a plantation and doing that time period like as an intro would be really cool. Yeah, like you just see that and then you just skip to like twenty twenty one or something. Yeah, like this this dude who's been around like and he looks young and you could cast a you could cast a Michael B Jordan you could cast a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can cast any type of black actor that is 
new and young. I know a lot of people put John David Washington in castings for things. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's like you can take your pick. There's like so many cool, cool uh, DC universe characters out there that we just right. get exposure to. Just don't get any any time. Yeah, no. It's yeah. sad, but, you know, maybe, maybe, well, it's DC's turn for Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that would be cool. You know, like, I mean, I know, I know Suicide Squad 2 is going to feel like Guardians, but I don't mean it in that way. I mean it in like a, no one knew who the hell Guardians of the Galaxy were. Right. And then we get a movie and now they're, you know, A-list. Yeah, the future, the future is looking bright for the, for, for a lot of these, these uh, companies. That's, yeah, that's true. It's a weird time again. It's a weird time. Yeah. Well, I think with that said, I think that's the end of this episode. This time went by kind of fast on this one. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking for quite a while, but it feels, <laughs> like, it feels like just hanging out. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for joining. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. For Thanks for having me, of course. Of course, of course. As and always. For, for all the listeners out there, uh, you know, uh, until next time, next week, uh, peace. Later.